Welcome to the Bible Conversation Podcast with Chris, Dan, and Dylan. Let's have a conversation. Welcome to another episode of Bible Conversations. Uh, we're so glad that you're you're on right now. You're listening, and uh, uh, for us, it's still kind of the the Christmas season right now. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Dylan and I are sitting here together today, um, anticipating New Year's, I guess. And uh, Chris is not with us, actually, right, Dylan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we've had a couple of podcasts where you've been out with your family, Dan, and, yeah. and it's just Chris and I. Well, today it's Chris. He's the one out with some allergies. And so uh, it's just uh, Dan and myself bringing y'all another mm-hmm. thought for this week. Yeah, and today I wanted to ask the the question. I, I think this is kind of a it, it's kind of a funny question, but it's it's a it's a unique, interesting question. And so I, I hope we just have a good conversation, Dylan. Mm-hmm. So the question is: um, Is God like Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> and on on the surface, it seems like okay, that's that's kind of silly, but mm-hmm. it's actually a really relevant topic. And I, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought this up. Um, to talk about this because obviously you have kids and mm-hmm. um, you're going to have to in the next couple of years be able to tell them the difference of mm-hmm. almighty God that we serve versus fictional Santa Claus that <laughs> brings them presents and that they um, are are thinking watches them while they're sleeping, you know. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and for adults, <clears throat> it may just be a, oh, that's, that's silly. Of course God's not like Santa Claus. But... Mm-hmm. When you think about it from a kid's perspective, and I'm sure you think about it a lot more than I do uh, with mm-hmm. your own, but but it can be very confusing. It can be mm-hmm. very, this all-powerful, all-knowing guy, you're telling me is not real, but mm-hmm. the other one that I've never even seen a picture of yeah. is real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's right. Um, how do you, how do you um, reconcile that? Mm-hmm. Uh, not only with your kids, but also with yourself. I mean, even mm-hmm. with adults, how do you come to grasp with that? So Yeah, exactly. And I trust probably, you know, in a few years, you know, you and, and Emily as well, you have, maybe you'll have kids and you'll be thinking about the same thing. So, yeah. you know, it's something I know Sarah and I, we thought about uh, before having kids and um, my wife didn't really grow up, um, you know, observing Christmas or celebrating Christmas with Santa Claus and everything, Mm -hmm. um, being from Costa Rica, you know, it's a different atmosphere. It's very Catholic religious, um, observance. And so they, uh, really didn't participate in that. Um, but I, I can relate, um, growing up, you know, and, uh, you know, every year looking forward to seeing Santa Claus, you know, (laughs) or at least what he brought. And, um, and then, uh, and then later in life, of course, um, realizing that well, Santa's not real. Uh, yeah. By the way, <laughs> we should have probably said something in the beginning, Dylan. This is one of those episodes, you know, uh, kids in the in the car or something. You know, you might want to skip this one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, <clears throat> no. Um, so one of the questions I was thinking about then is: so when kids are you know ready to understand the difference between reality and the pretend world. And that's kind of how I think of it, you know, as with my kids. Um, I, I know one time I was at, a, I was some, at some kind of like um, workshop, mm-hmm. and this was actually a question that was asked uh, of the preacher, you know, like, um, you know, should I be teaching my kids about Santa Claus? Because then I tell them it's not real, and then they'll think God isn't real. And um, I've actually known some that just won't do that because they think that they're 
Yeah. And I don't feel that way because I, f- I feel like um, even just watching my kids through the years, it's like, you know, for them, they play with a doll and they think it's real. Do I take the doll away? You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they're just in their own world, you know, they pretend. And, it's the creative uh-huh. imagination of a child. Exactly. And, um, and for parents to join in on that, I don't think that's wrong. Yeah. Um, for for kids to bring race cars, to bring Barbies, to bring toys to life and having a creative imagination with them, mm-hmm. and then parents to play along with them, that's not mm-hmm. wrong. If a, if a little kid walked up to you and gave you a cup and said, we're having a tea party, would you <laughs> tell them point blank, there's no tea in this cup, You're, <laughs> this is wrong to believe that, or would you take the cup and pretend to take a sip of the tea? Yeah, right. Are you lying to the kid if you do that? Absolutely not. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, exactly. So I think that's kind of the the premise that we're we're starting with as far mm-hmm. as uh, you know is it okay to play along exactly um, with Santa Claus but but your question h- how do we help them make that transition how do we mm-hmm. um, come to grasp with the fact that this big guy with a white beard and a big uh, belly that shakes like a bowl <laughs> full of jelly who as kids believe him is, you know, all knowing, which is omniscient, all good, omnibenevolent, all powerful, omnipotent, mm-hmm. how that guy is not real. And yet the one that we read about in scripture, the God, father in heaven, who is also omniscient, mm-hmm. omnibenevolent, omnipotent, he is real. How mm-hmm. do we do that? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, Santa Claus, uh, back to your earlier point about the tea party admittedly you know santa claus is kind of a bigger deal you know like when yeah. the kids are oh my you know like yeah. you know it hits a system a little bit harder probably than uh you know the the typical tea, tea party but nonetheless i think um this becomes an opportunity for us to uh, as parents um you know as, as adults to to teach our kids about certain things you know and um like you said, um, the most important being who God is because, because they share Santa Claus, you know, and we'll talk maybe about this a little bit more later here in a minute, but they do share so many of those same qualities, like you said, omnibenevolence, mm-hmm. omnipresence. So I, I know, Dylan, we were talking just a little bit uh, about this earlier. You know, what about like St. Nicholas, uh, as yeah. he's called, you know, do we, do we transition into that? Hey, there really was a Santa Claus. There was this guy who oh. was revered as a saint uh in the the catholic tradition and um he you know i was just reading up on it earlier on wikipedia i guess um you know a lot of it's just legend and myth and stuff like that but you know like he supposedly gave secret gifts and well that's what santa claus is today is Mm -hmm. legend and myth and um i think that'd be that's a great place to start um Mm -hmm. especially for parents trying to explain to their kids who this Santa Claus guy is mm-hmm. to to say straight up he is completely fake I made him up I lied <laughs> fake to you news. <laughs> yeah that that's something that would really hit home with kids and and make them start to doubt their parents but if you go at it from a well there really is a guy in history named mm-hmm. Saint Nicholas and mm-hmm. the stories of him became more of legend mm-hmm. however there is a guy 
named Jehovah God. <laughs> the stories about him are not legend. And mm-hmm. and you can kind of be able to yep. make a separation there when you go back to the origins of of both of them. The origins of, of God, of course, come from the Bible. That's how mm-hmm. we learn about God. The origins of Santa Claus come from this man named St. Nicholas. And mm-hmm. and when you go back to the origins of that, you can see the 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 separation. You can see the differences from there. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, the things about uh, St. Nicholas, as he's called, um, you know, giving secret gifts and, uh, you know, um, uh, doing other good deeds, you know, to people, uh, those, that's, that's, those are noble qualities, mm-hmm. you know, that we want to possess, we want our kids to possess. And, oh, yeah. You know, so these, these are all good opportunities, I think, um, to share with them and, you know, I also thought about, do we use this opportunity to compare the, the traits of Santa Claus? So like you mentioned before, omnibenevolence, you know, his omniscience with, with God. Like you said, you know, he, he, yes, you know, Santa is not real, but God is. And, you know, some of these things that you think you've thought always about Santa, you know, he always knows, mm-hmm. you know, just... He his, sees you when you're sleeping. He knows <laughs> yeah. when you're awake. Yeah, um, exactly. It's funny because... He knows like, if you've been <laughs> bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. <laughs> that was actually one of the questions my kids asked this Christmas year was, um, you know, Daddy, does does Santa see us uh, even after Christmas? You know, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was man. like, yeah, I sang the song, you know, he sees you when you're sleeping, he sees yeah. you when you're awake. You know? <laughs> Be good for goodness sake, because he knows. <laughs> but, you know, we can talk to our kids, you know, when in their um, tweens, I guess, is probably mm-hmm. when they start making that transit, maybe a little earlier. Um, hey, God, really, you know, all these these years you've been thinking Santa Claus in this way, I mean, that really is God in yeah. the truest sense, you know, that he really has all this knowledge and wisdom and sees everything and is everywhere. Yeah, and I always think it's important, too, whenever we have the chance to um, to tell children about the characteristics of God, I think mm-hmm. that's really important. To, yeah. Um, they start with the song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, for the Bible Tells Me So. And, and mm-hmm. that's that's super simple baseline, and I think we even talked about that back when I was telling you and Chris about, you know, my personal story. You know, I grew up in the church. Yeah. I grew up with that song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. And so that's that's a really good place for kids to start, but also when you move past that into talking about the characteristics of God, His, his all-powerful, His his all goodness, he's all knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, those things are very important for kids to understand who God is. And so when they get into high school and they're having classes and studying more about um, defense of their belief, you know, defending that God really is the creator of everything and we have evidence for it, mm-hmm. it's you already have the foundation of, well, I know that God is all powerful. I know that God is all knowing. Mm-hmm. So now let's look at the evidences in the world around us to defend the creator of all things. Yeah, that's right. And you 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 just mentioned you grew up in the church. So I actually was going to ask you, Dylan, you know, how, how did do you remember making the transition at all? I know? actually <laughs> I actually do and I don't know if I'm just kind of weird in <laughs> in my situation which I kind of have a feeling I am. My personal my personality is very stoic. Things mm-hmm. don't really get to me. Yeah. Um, nothing fa- nothing really phases. Nothing yeah. really phases me and um and whether it's the the loss of my baseball coach when I was in third grade, he had a heart attack and passed mm-hmm. away and we went to his funeral and I just remember being very, you know, like, oh. well, that's that's sad, 
but mm-hmm. but just very stoic. Um, yeah, didn't really yeah. phase me. And and so I was actually in I want to say second, first or second grade. I was pretty young, mm-hmm. um, but my parents didn't tell me around Christmas time. Actually, um, my mom told me at Easter time that the Easter Bunny, the Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy. Um, all those fictitious characters were not real. And the reasons that she had to tell me then is because um, there were some Easter eggs that she had hid from the Easter bunny, but also some that she had hid from herself, and she couldn't remember which one were which. <laughs> so she had to tell me, hey, by the way, you're going to find out when you go looking for these Easter eggs. And so she came she came downstairs and told me um, uh, in my bedroom when I was waking up that, that Easter morning on Sunday that all those aren't real. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> a little second grader first or second grader and I was like yeah I kind of figured that was the case and and looking back on that I'm uh, kind of like how did that not affect me more yeah, but, yeah. Um, but maybe because I was so young I was able to move past that mm-hmm. instead of you know I hear stories about folks who are a little bit older when they find out maybe you know um, fifth grade or middle school that when they find out they already have been told so much about God as well that they're it's harder mm. to make that separation of God mm. and Santa when you are older, when you yeah, find out. Yeah. Versus if you're young, when you find out that it's like, okay, I know Santa's not real, now let me learn about God. Yeah. You know, yeah. Does, does that make sense? Oh, that to- makes total sense. And you still believe in God, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, living testimony right here, you know, <laughs> at least one here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I guess just think about, is is the transition really detrimental, you know, or is it, an opportunity, you know, what do you think? I mean, I really do think it's an opportunity. Um, cause if it was detrimental, I would say, Oh, don't even mention Santa Claus to your kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tell them from the outset. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it really is more of an opportunity. And mm-hmm. again, I'm saying this without any kids of my own and trying yeah, to yeah. look back on my own experience of myself being a kid growing mm-hmm. up. Um, but when you're able to lay the foundation of, having the idea of someone being all knowing all places at the same time he is all powerful when they are three two three four five years old then that's something that that kids can start to learn and, and understand yeah now if you wait too late to make the transition to god it can be more detrimental not mm-hmm. always it's not a not a you know end all discussion right now um, yeah yeah it, each situation, <clears throat> sorry, each situation is different. Each parent knows their own kid different. Right. But um, but I think if you do wait too late, then it's harder to make that separation. But if you start mm-hmm. with the foundation of there's someone greater than you out there when they're a kid and make that transition to God before they get too old, then mm-hmm. they hold on to that someone greater out there is God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it is opportunistic. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking as you're talking, my aunt to this day, she still yeah. <laughs> gives me gifts with Santa on it, and she still won't admit yeah. that Santa's not real. So <laughs> she's, if I bring it up, she's like, what are you talking about? Santa's real. <laughs> <laughs> no, just this past Christmas, um, of course, there's there's no – I don't have any kids, and um, there's no nieces or nephews in my in-law's family. And so when we all opened up presents that were in our stockings or from Santa, we'd, we'd turn to my mother-in-law and say, thanks. Santa. <laughs> yeah. So, um, funny. it is, it is a fun, creative, um, Im- imaginative thing, um, mm-hmm. that kids do all the time. And I think to be able to use that creativity and imagination as a foundation for 
who they can come to know God to be later in life, that's a really solid thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I don't know how much time we have left. I don't know how long we've been in this already. We've been had. Oh, we we got plenty of time. Yeah, Chris is in here taking up our, our talking time. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's right. Well, the only other things I was really thinking about was we already kind of touched on this, you know, the the traits between God and uh, the mythological Santa, you know, and we talked about, I think we already mentioned like his love, his, his presence being everywhere, you know, his mm-hmm. knowledge. I even thought about judgment, you know, it's like naughty or nice you know (laughs) that was kind of interesting sheep and goats (laughs) yeah Yeah, jesus or santa you know he's he's dividing the sheep and the goats and uh, you know he's bringing gifts to the 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 sheep i guess (laughs) (laughs) and coal to the goats (laughs) yeah that's right that's right no there really is so many similarities um when we look at that and um of course his love his his all presence, his knowledge, even the naughty and nice list. Um, mm-hmm. I also saw you wrote down sacrificial. Um, yeah. What's the similarities we see there? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, sacrificial in the sense that, well, Santa's just a giver, isn't he? I mean, yeah. Santa doesn't get it. Well, I guess you leave him some cookies and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> but he yeah. doesn't expect anything back. He's yeah. going to bring you gifts if you were nice, not expecting cookies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Same thing for Christ. He... Mm-hmm. He's given of himself, obviously way more than Santa's given of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. put Santa in quotes. Yeah. Um, but Christ has given of himself so that we can have the opportunity to spend eternity with him. Mm-hmm. And Christ gave all of that while the people that have that opportunity mm-hmm. were yelling, crucify him. Mm-hmm. Were, were running and hiding instead of coming to his defense. and. Yeah. And that's what Christ did. That's his sacrifice. And so even the sacrificial part, you know, giving of, of himself. Yeah. And um and like I was saying, as far as the transition of being able to to capitalize on the opportunity of what we know about Santa to mm-hmm. to transition that to God is even greater is really important. And I got one more um thought for you, Dan. You know, yeah. one of the things in the past that when we talk about the power of God and other powerful fictitious beings um in our in our world today you know another one that comes to mind is superman Mm -hmm. and a lot of times people just think that god is you know maybe a a step or two above superman Mm -hmm. maybe god is just a step or two above santa claus you know it's Mm -hmm. those kind of things that i think weaken our faith in god Mm -hmm. um when when you just view him as maybe a step above santa or maybe a step above superman that can be detrimental. That can be yeah, weakening right. of faith. Um, when you really come to understand who God is versus these fake people that have been made up that we just mm-hmm. used to, you know, choose to use our creativity with and our imagination, um, when you have God at least on the same playing field, that weakens faith right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts about that? Well, and kind of what you're saying is, you know, an answer to our question is 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 God like Santa Claus? In some sense, you're saying absolutely not. He's nothing. Like, yeah. In some sense, he's nothing like him because he's so much higher, you know, than yeah. than who Santa is or who Superman is or any yeah. of those fictitious characters. That's right. And we need to think about God the way the Bible reveals him to us. Exactly. Which is a supernatural, all-powerful, all... You know, and just so many ways um, uh, a being who is far more supreme and higher than we can even think about you know i mean our knowledge can even 
possess yeah. you know i think it's, it's one of the psalms that says maybe maybe a proverb i i don't know this is yeah. one of my downfalls my mind's on a still <laughs> trap when it comes to scripture um i remember it's like it's in this book somewhere but it talks yeah. about how man cannot comprehend um mm-hmm. the thoughts and knowledge of god we we can't wrap our minds around god he yeah. is he is too big for us to be able to wrap our minds around superman or santa claus well obviously we can do that because he those two characters were created by man mm-hmm. god however, created man. He was not created by man. Yeah. And so that's the big difference. When we ask the question, is God like Santa Claus? No, there's there's a pecking order. There's God, man, and Mm -hmm. then Santa Claus and Superman, because those two were created by man, created by the imagination of man. Man was created by God. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's the pecking order and that's how we can see big, big difference. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, the only other question I really had on here is, you know, is the evidence for God the same as Santa Claus? And I thought that was an important question mm-hmm. because some people seem to, uh, when they come out of that transition, you know, as kids, you know, Santa Claus, and um, even some agnostics and atheists today, they'll argue, I've heard them say, you know, that, well, God is like, a, uh, you know, a fairy or, mm-hmm. a, or a Santa Claus, those stories you heard growing up. I mean, you, you really can't know his existence anymore. There's no more evidence for his existence than there is for, you know, one of these fictitious yeah. characters. What do you say to that? And that's, that's actually a really good point. I'm glad you bring that up because when you look at, you know, Santa Claus, this is just legend. It's uh, mm-hmm. stories that have been passed down verbally um, f- from generation to generation. With When it comes to God, any generation can pick up and look at the evidence in the world around him and realize there is God. It doesn't have to be something that's passed down from mm-hmm. generation to generation. Obviously, that's the way that that I was told about it, um, was my parents passed it down, their parents passed it down to them. Um mm-hmm. However, it doesn't it depend on that. When you, it comes to the existence of God and, and proving that God is real, mm-hmm. you can look in the world around you. Um, creation demands a creator, mm-hmm. um, an intelligent creator. And, um, yeah. and not only that, I mean, I don't know how much we want to actually dig into right, yeah. the, <laughs> the, the evidences of God and, and how he so precisely even made the universe. Um, that, you know, if we're a few miles closer to the sun, we're going to burn up. If we're a few miles further away mm-hmm. from the sun, we're going to freeze to death. The, the the earth is literally in the perfect spot to sustain life. And that's just one of thousands of examples of, wow, there was intelligence put into this universe. From things on a scale that big, you know, looking at mm-hmm. the solar system, to even things on a scale of just our eyeball, how intelligent and intricate the design is, mm-hmm. you see that God is big enough to realize, hey, I need to set up this entire universe so precisely to sustain life, but I also am going to focus on the little tiny details in your eyeball yeah. so you can see <laughs> yeah. in 2020 vision. Yeah. And that's the, that's the evidence that we see to God. And with Santa Claus, what evidence do we have for Santa Claus? Mm-hmm. Really nothing. Yeah. It's a verbal legend stories that are passed on. And so when the kids are told, you know, he's not real, it's not, but what about this? Then the parents say, I put the presents there. Mm-hmm. Or kids say, well, <laughs> what about this? Parents say, I drank the milk and cookies. Yeah. You see, when <clears throat> stories are passed along like that and there is no evidence for Santa Claus, it's easier to let go. Mm-hmm. There is evidence for God, though. And so that's not something that, that anybody really want, will let go of when they come to understand that evidence. 
And I think you just hit it on the key. The the key is uh, the the two are not the same because one you have no evidence. Yeah, that's the point. You have no evidence. Yeah. The other, you do have evidence, and people think that uh, they well, they just been taught by the world that well, God, there is no evidence for God. That's just something you believe. Yeah. You just take this big leap of faith and you just believe, and. Uh, it's it's like Santa Claus because that's what you had to do in order to believe that there was a Santa Claus. You just had to take a big leap of, yeah. of faith, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when you're a kid growing up, you see, yeah, you're. But then you're like you said, your parents explained to you, oh, I was, you know, I brought the gifts and all that, and so you, you know, then you realize the evidence. Yeah, yeah, it strips it all away at the end, and then you realize, oh, there's nothing there. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, so it's just. Either I keep believing yeah. <laughs> or I just, you know. And, and I, I think what you're hitting on is really important, that our devotion to God should be really, in the end, kind of like children's devotion to Santa Claus. Because mm-hmm. how devoted are your girls to finding out more about Santa Claus? Mm-hmm. When you tell them something or when they see presents, they say, I want to know more about this guy. Like, what? Like, uh, I'm going to put out milk and cookies. Oh, my goodness, tomorrow morning the milk and cookies are gone. That's, for them, evidence that he's real. Yeah. For adults, we don't have that same kind of pursuit towards the evidence. Mm-hmm. And I really think that, I guess, is our call to action today is <laughs> we need to be pursuing the evidence for what is truth. Mm-hmm. Just as kids are pursuing the evidence, even though, you know, it may be creative, imaginary, that isn't really coming to be true, we need to be pursuing the evidence. We need to be putting yeah. out, if you will, milk and cookies for God. The, yeah. the story that comes to mind is Gideon. You know, in the book of Judges, uh, God called mm-hmm. him and told him, hey, I need you to lead my people into battle. Mm-hmm. And Gideon said, okay, I'm going to put out a, uh, a fleece out in the field. And if there's dew on the field around it, but not on the fleece, then I, I know that God is real. The next morning, same thing happened again. And there was dew on the fleece, but not on the ground around it. Mm-hmm. And that's the milk and cookies evidence that mm-hmm. that Gideon said, I know God is is calling me. I know that, that God is the side I want to be on. And yeah. um and I want to encourage people be searching for that evidence. Be looking for that in the world around you. Look at our solar system. Look at the design of your bodies. Look at um I mean there there's so many different different evidences that we can point to God. We just yeah. gotta search for it. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Gideon because he was searching for it. He asked for a sign, you know, and God gave him one and another one after that. And so he really wanted to know the truth about about God, you yeah. know, or at least his experience that he's going through at that moment. And so, like him, we need to be doing that as well and, and, um, and helping our kids pursue that as well, leaving out the milk and cookies. I like yeah. that a, a good illustration there. So there's a lot of good lessons here that I think we've, been reminded of today and one of the last ones I was reminded of too is that you know at the end of the day when we ask the question who is God like it's like you said earlier there's really no one like him you know he's Mm -hmm. unlike any other but we can ask the question you know are we like him you know are we like him because the Bible says be imitators of God as dear children you know and we're called to be his children and we're called to to grow up and be like our father in heaven you know and so that that's that's our pursuit that's our our mission as well as as we seek out that evidence and look for him and search for him and find him then we need to strive to become like him yeah and and it's not just a okay i'm gonna try to be like christ i think that's one of the downfalls that um that we have is just okay i'll try when you really Mm. are seeking out the evidence for god when you find that 
you have to be ready to change something in your life. You have yeah. to be ready to make a change. And, and there's so many folks that I'll, I'll try my best to be more like Christ. I'll try to be nice to people. You have to be open to making a change. If you say you want to be like, be like Christ, be like God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because unlike Santa Claus, you find, you know, him, so to speak, and he doesn't call you to action or say, be like me or anything yeah. like that. He's just he's just a give giver. That's all he yeah. does is just give, and God actually is totally different. And, you know, you find him, and he says, okay, now, you, I'm Lord of your life, you know. Yeah. I have charge over you, and I want you to, you know, be my vessel, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, that's all really good thoughts. Um we missed yeah. we missed Chris today, but um, <laughs> I appreciate uh, Dan sitting down and having this discussion with me. I'm glad you brought the, brought up this topic. Yeah, um, it was fun. This is a really good fun. one. So. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas to y'all. Um, uh, Christmas has passed by the time you listen to this, but Happy yep. New Year. <laughs> happy New Year, yeah. Wish so. you 2021 uh, all the best. Yeah. All the best. Yeah, hope things are, yeah. are well with you and your families and that mm-hmm. everyone's staying healthy out there. So uh, y'all stay tuned and listen to how you can contact us. Thank you so much for listening to the Bible Conversations podcast. I want to tell you about a couple of ways in which you can be involved or help us out. You can like us on Facebook, share our posts. You can send us an email at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can even leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're also partnering with Ministry League. This is a wonderful app full of so many different resources to help you grow your faith. We love you all, and let's go start a conversation.